The Red Room Theater, episode 125. Goodfellas. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we're raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that raised us up. That's why that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Goodfellas and how it taught us how to not to be a rat and to really to, to, to affectionately embrace violence. So, uh, we're, shall we start? Yes. Brother, happy birthday. <laughs> this is Big Red. This is the best soda. This is not Fago Red Pop. It's the best pop. I like Fago Red Pop. I love Rock and Rye. But this is something different than all of yeah, them. Yeah, it is. This is from deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> That's right. There's no basement in the Alamo. Uh, okay. This is Inez. <laughs> okay. That is your no prize for the month. There's no basement in the Alamo. What movie is it? First one to stick and say it is on the stick and... Remember when I realized what a no prize was? <laughs> it was like three episodes ago, dude. <laughs> so for my brother's birthday, we got us some big red shipped in from oh, Texas. man. And so we are going to... Uh, let's do this. I, I can't... Can it's because you, you bite your nails. Can you go open mine for me? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so happy, happy 40th birthday, bro. Thank you. See, if it would have been a different podcast, I'd be drinking a 40 for my 40th, but <laughs> big red's good. Oh, man, Mr. Dr. For, or what is it, Ever 40 hands? I just pissed myself. Man, that's the, that's the most delicious uh, thing I've ever had. It's hard to, it's, it's a red cream soda. Yeah. If you, uh, I, it's uh, so good. That when you leave a little bit on the rim, you're super excited to slurp it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I talk about movies that raised me wrong, the example burp. the example I always use is Goodfellas. Yeah, this movie one. got in real early. Yes, it did. I, mean, I don't know why we were. This was a movie that was a part of our lives. I can't remember a time when I didn't know this movie. And this movie is not for children. No, <laughs> this movie, and I. Did get the, I, I missed the point of the movie. It's almost like Wolf of Wall Street nowadays. Well, yeah, it makes you want to be a broker. It's supposed to be this well, it's like, like 16 and pregnant. Don't get <laughs> pregnant when you're 16 because you'll ruin your life. Or, or get pregnant so you can be on the show. <laughs> and be famous. Jeez. And leverage it into a celebrity. Like this movie, I was like, these guys are the awesomest and I want to be like them. And that was not the point of the. But the thing no. is, though, I think the first hour is stronger than the second hour. That first hour is so, it's so watchable. Yeah. And I, okay, so this movie dropped September 19th, 1990. Okay. Okay. Has a 96% Rotten Tomatoes. This As movie, it should. It's, it's beloved. It's directed by the one and only Martin Scorsese. Scorsese, one of the best American directors we've had. Mm -hmm. His movies are never gigantic in the box office, but they're always... They always get an audience. And he's had two real, two halves of his career. Did he do Taxi Driver? Yes. He's in Taxi Driver. 
That's correct. He's in the cab. That is an uncomfortable scene. The whole movie's uncomfortable. Yeah. So, the first half of Squish's career is his Mom. De Niro career. De Niro films. And then oh, he moves he to... Did Wolf of Wall Street, didn't he? Yes. Then he moves to DiCaprio. And him and DiCaprio have done like five movies so far. Mm-hmm. So he has these two different epochs of movies. And they've both been incredible. Both been incredible. What are some of Scorsese's big hits? Okay, so we be a taxi driver. Has the famous De Niro line, talking to me. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. I don't see anyone around here. You're talking to me. It, it, it's a line every tough guy's done in the mirror since that film. Getting ready for if you got, you know, you want to be a badass. Yeah, you're getting ready to be tough. Pumping yourself up. Then he's got Raging Bull. That's another uncomfortable movie, dude. What the the the, the last? There's some stuff in that movie that I do not like. Listen, we'll talk about that film someday. We'll do it on this podcast. So that film was one that I watched, Oof, and man. there's lines in that that change the way I think about. I'm like, see I, now, okay. We are very critical of Robert De Niro's crying abilities, but on that scene in Raging Bull when he throws the fight, yes, he that is a heartbreaking scene when he's just. Crying in the locker room because he knew what he did. We'll get to, the, to all this. That was so, a... Scorsese has Raging Bull. He has a lot of De Niro f- films. Mm. Cape Fear. I mean... That's Scorsese? Yes! What? Yes! That movie is nuts, dude. And then he moves to DiCaprio when he does Aviator, Gangs of New York, The Departed, Shutter Island, The Wolf of he Wall did Street. Shutter Island? Yes! Scorsese is a... He's a gangster, dude. He's a great filmmaker. A great filmmaker, but I don't like what he said about Marvel movies. I hate what he said about Marvel movies. Dude, you can't deny Marvel movies are amazing. He's just sad that, right, it's, it's more so now than ever, is that with so many streaming options, the big studios for a, studio, for a theater film, yeah. they want guaranteed money. And the only guaranteed money are Comic movies book. that everyone already knows. So it's Marvel it's ghost. It's, it's Ghostbusters. It's movies that people know from their Batman. childhood. It's it's superheroes, and so he said that you don't have these like sneakers that come out like the Shawshank Redemptions yeah. and the Pulp Fictions coming out of nowhere and ruling the movie theaters. Did you see the clip from Graham Norton when uh, Morgan Freeman's on and they were at, talking to him about how the how Shawshank became this like cultural icon, but when it came out, it didn't do great. Right and uh, you nasty. It's your fault, dude. The big red. So they were asking him why he thought the movie didn't do great, and he goes, <laughs> he, go, he goes, you know what? The problem is, is, is somebody would would uh, come out of that movie and they'd say, man, I seen this amazing movie. Well, yeah, what was it called? And they'd like, <laughs> and then he he said he had he said he had somebody come up to him and say. Man, you were so good in the HUD sucker reduction. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough, it is a tough it name. It's like Shawshank Redemption. Like the original title of the Stephen King novel is called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. That was a poster. <laughs> is that the poster that he throws the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, Scorsese's director, he's he's been making movies... You know what they, people say? People, mm. it's a, and it's an unfair comparison, but they say you have two directors. You have the Scorsese versus Spielberg. And Spielberg has been 
the Hollywood big budget blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And Scorsese, Scorsese has always been the underground R-rated like director archer. But he's fantastic. I'm saying you. Oh. I'm not an either or guy. I like well, both like, guys. That's like saying you're a Beatles guy or you're an Elvis guy. That's a real thing, though. <laughs> which which is weird because I, I'm I lean more Elvis, but I lean more Beatles. But I'm a musician, so you'd think I'd be. I, I don't think I know enough Beatles. But Elvis is a performer, and he's a great performer. And he taught. He got taught his famous move by Forrest Gump, and, so and that I makes mean. him even more lovable. <laughs> show me that. Show me that thing you do when you're hips again. <laughs> Oh, dude, you want to get on holy? <laughs> the best Elvis has ever been is Val Kilmer. Was Val Kilmer best Elvis ever? Wow, never fully on the camera. Anyways, anyways, we're, we're, we're all over the place. Cops throw a party, man. <laughs> okay, so not like you, Clarence. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> so, we've done true romance, right? No, we have done true romance yet. The plot of this film. The plot of this film. This is a story about a real gangster named Henry Hill. And it's a story of how he becomes a gangster, lives the gangster, and, we, and lives a gangster life. We, don't mean, we mean gangster like mafia. Mobster. Mobster, yeah. Becomes a mobster, li- loves the life, lives the life, and then loses it all because, he's, because that's what the life leads to. Because no mobster survives a life. And you see this movie, no one makes it out alive. Nobody. You're going to be dead in prison I mean, or a rat. They're killing their best friends, dude. I mean, so they don't have to pay them. It's unreal. Like holy, like family, pretty much, dude. There are guys like, dude, this dude was your homie, and they had to thaw him out for three days. <laughs> that poor guy's hair. <laughs> what is that hair? Listen, okay. Okay, does so does the movie hold up? It's amazing, unbelievable. I just so. watched it last week, and it was incredible. Movies from the 90s before, because, okay, if they're not trying to do effects, they hold up unreal. Because digital effects age so bad so quickly. Yeah, they do. I mean, even The Matrix uh, Reloaded, part two of Matrix, that movie, the big scene where he fights all the Agent Smiths, it looked old a year later. Yeah. But Star Wars original. Look at Independence Day. It's bad. The movie's great, and you're just like. I'm back. It looks like Mavis Beacon made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the cast. Let's walk through this cast. You have Ray Liotta. Now I know Ray Liotta made a he, for a season. He tried to be a comedic actor. He was in like Operation Dumbo Drop, and he was co- good in Heartbreakers. I never saw Heartbreakers. Yeah, you can't watch. I can't watch. Heartbreakers. No, you can't. Um, um, he and he was in Corinna, 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 Corinna. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And that little girl that was with the seal at one time. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that acro actress. Yeah, um, shit. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I think you're with me. It's unreal. Let's start with a D. <laughs> What's yeah. the seal's name? I don't remember the seal's okay, name. Okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst description of a movie. I'm like... <laughs> you were right with me, dude. Um, she was Matilda. The same person. Yeah, Matilda. Yeah. yeah, so... Okay, Henry. So Hen- I know, like all the movies that I know of him are when he's an absolute insane person. Mm-hmm. This film, unlawful entry, unlawful entry. He was horrible. Maybe one of the best stalkers ever on film. Like the because f- you just see that 
he can't let it go. And you watch. Oh, what a movie. He was actually great in um, the Hoobie Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> His role in Narc. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. So, Lyota's had some good yeah, movies. Yeah, Narc was great. Lyota in this film is the main character, but De Niro and Pesci are so strong. They almost steal the movie. I think they're, they have no, higher they billing. They do steal the movie. I think they have higher billing on the VHS. Like, because he, even he's the main character, De Niro and like, Pesci, Pesci, Joe Pesci. I know. I mean, my cousin Vinny, Home Alone, the First super. First of all, my cousin Vinny is so funny, and he's like a, a good fellow lawyer. It's, it's, he's hilarious. He's Marissa Tomei steals that movie. Like, she's fantastic. Crap. Me in the shower. <laughs> you cracked the case. <laughs> If I if I couldn't feel worse about myself, <laughs> dude, in her face the whole time, dude, he's giving oh, it to Oh man! Um, but bro, he's he in, the, the, the super is so funny too. Super's great. He played the, the basketball game. Oh, dude, he probably got money in there, don't you? He's like, you see it? He was just what you rich kids, you rich guys do. That's it's the super's great, and then Home Alone, like his so good. Harry is hilarious, yeah. and he has this weird line he walks between funny but kind of menacing. He does like he does like bite Kevin's fingers off of one at a time. Like I'm like this guy's a killer. Like yeah, this, it plays They're a flash. The bandits, bro. He would he, like Marv's an idiot, but Harry. Okay, were they the Sticky Bandits? Part two. Okay, they changed. Yeah, part two. Wet bandits because they like which leave their calling which card. is meaner than Robin. That's horrible. Like you're Robin's, you're gonna wreck their whole house now. Robbing them is like, like a, you're a thief, you're a jerk, but, but doing the water thing? That's like, horrible. I'd forgive you for robbing my stuff. Yes. I'd kill you for flooding my house. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched Goodfellas. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Some guy's going to flood my house and they're dead. And the police are like, uh, we have evidence, episode of one, uh, 125 from the Goodfellas podcast. We found an empty can of Big Red by his dead body. <laughs> <laughs> ev- evidence uh, A? All his fingers were gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Pesci, his comedic acting. He's got chops, dude. And then he's got Lethal Weapon, where <gasps> c- comedy for days. How about the scene in the graveyard, bro? When he talks about Froggy, where did that come from? And dude, Gibson feels so bad. He realizes it's like, we're, like we're, we're horrible to you. We're, we're, we're so, we're <laughs> wow, that scene came out of nowhere. I forgot he's part of the Lethal Weapon family. Dude, but then you have this film. Yeah. You have Pesci as the gangster, and he's psychotic. And what's crazy, when I first saw this film, I knew that, but I still laughed. It's not supposed to be funny. This film's not supposed to be funny. No, it's not. There's nothing humorous about this movie. And I laugh all the time. He breaks a bottle over the, the restaurant manager's head because he wants to get paid. And everybody laughs. And we're laughing. And we're laughing. Man, that movie. And when the, when the he shoots Spider, spider thing, in the dude. toe, I'm laughing. And I and, shouldn't no, be laughing. And then he's like, all oh, the bones shattered. Don't get me upset, Spider. You're like, you shot him. Like he, like he's that, he's gaslighting him something fierce. Like, yeah. like, like it's like, don't make like, don't ruin my evening. I shot you a mistake. Let's move on. Yeah. 
Don't get me upset. When Pesci kills Spider. That's horrible. If you the one scene in the movie, I'm like, I don't like this guy. Because Spider didn't deserve to die. De Niro was egging him on. So you're going to let this kid talk to you like that? What's the world coming to? Of course he's going to do something stupid, you idiot. But then did you see how De Niro's like, you're, you're a you're maniac. A, you're a maniac. <laughs> I think I never dug a hole before. He's Holy like, what are you? Are you mani- what are you, a maniac? Like he's Joe Pesci's character. He's he's wild. He is unreal. He's a he's a feral dog, just walking around. And his scene of all scenes, maybe the shoebox, shine box. <sighs> it's a line I still use for when someone burns you, and you want to so you can leave. You want to go get your shine box. Is the is an insult that makes you small. And put you down in the dirt. Nobody in that movie talked to him like that. He was like, I don't care who you are, who you think you are. Dude, so Joe Pitcher plays Tommy. And Tommy comes into the bar. And this gangster just got out of prison. And he's thinking, this gangster, he's like, uh, sees Tommy, goes, oh, get over here. And Tommy doesn't want to go. No, he doesn't. But like he it. has to because the guy's a made guy. So he comes over, gives him a hug. Hey, good to see you. He's like, it's like, oh man, Tommy, good to see you. He's like, man, you know, back in the day, Tommy, we used to call him. Uh, well, he said that he was breaking his balls. He goes, if if, if you if, if I wanted to break, break your, your balls, balls, I'd tell you to go get your shine box. And you're like, and you could see his face, like, he's like, oh yeah, he used to shine shoes. Oh, yeah, he's like, make him look like mirrors. He's like, the best there was. Make, make good money doing that, didn't you? He's like, uh, maybe no one told you, but I don't, I don't do that no more. Dude, and you tell he's furious. He knows the guy is above him, and he's you watching him fight himself. And he knows if you do something to a guy of that stature, you're dead. Because that guy's protected. Yes, he is. That you was the, the whole movie is Joe Pesci trying to get made. Because if he gets made, his boys are made. His boys are made. Yep. And the guy is like, oh, no, man, no offense, no offense, just, 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 we're just talking, man. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, you know, and then he just says. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> now go home and get your shine box. Mother! <laughs> Rat! Yeah. Dude. And dude, the best is keep him here. Pesci loses his mind. Mm-hmm. And you hear the, ga- the, the gangster. Even, even De Niro's sticking up for the gangster, you hear him off camera say, I used to F guys like that in prison. I used to F guys like that in prison. And I'm like, of all the insults. <laughs> like, it's a pretty big insult. Well, I, I don't know if I'd reveal that card. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he didn't really F guys like that in prison. That's just like, a, okay. I, I am so much more of a man than you. Okay. I will F you. <laughs> it's like eating a piece of crap for breakfast. It's like, no. <laughs> You piece of crap for breakfast, dude. It's like an insult. It's like a, like a, I'm like. If you're crazy enough to say that, though, <laughs> I'm not pushing it. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but Pesci, you see, he's, he's an animal. He, he just, when. When they're digging up the dead body after six months in the ground. They're just throwing up. And they're laughing yeah, at him. I think him. it's funny. They're making fun of him, dude. They're like, 
hey, my, my, when I come back to my grandma's or my mom, she's making this and this. She's like, <laughs> and Oh, they just, think it's hilarious. And they're just looking. They're, hey, here goes a finger. <laughs> here goes an arm. Dude, <laughs> they, they're killers. So, Pesci's the killer. And Jimmy's the thief. He's, they said in the movie he loves stealing. Like he just enjoys stealing from people. He just loves it, and he always pays off the truck driver. He's paying off everybody. Yeah, he does it for fun. He just really enjoys stealing crap. And they have some good. They they, they have like here's the deal. This is the, the there's two made he, heists in this movie, the Lufthansa heist and the Air France heist. Go to Google them both up, and they're both there. They're huge. Lufthansa. They never uh, found the money from that. No. Henry Hill talks about that when he comes on Stern, when he used to come on Stern. I love the security. He's like, what about security? He goes, security? security? I am security. I am security. Call me the, com- com- the commandant. <laughs> I'm the commandant. <laughs> He's so funny. He ends up dead too, that guy. Mm-hmm. Steakin. So Pesci is, he's an animal. He is, when you think about someone who is completely out of control, you think of Goodfellas, Tommy. Tommy, is it Tommy? What's his name? Tommy, Tommy DeVito. We always call him Tommy. Tommy in this film. Tommy DeVito. That's you don't ever hear his last name, but that's what it is. Oh, credited. In this film, Joe Pesci's character—that's what you think of when you think of crazy. an animal, a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be that. That person you don't want them in your life because they're going to get you in trouble. They are. You are going to be anxious all night, waiting for something to go down. I he, had friends like that, and he's such—he's so crazy. Henry Hills's boy in the famous scene. Oh, you're a funny guy. Like that, that's a famous scene in film history. That is the most uncomfortable scene. And Henry Hill realizes this guy, we're friends, but he's going to turn on me right now. Yeah. It's like owning a, a rescue pit bull that used to fight, and one day it looks at you, you're like, oh, he's going to kill me. Like this pit bull, it just, it's, it's something that triggered its memory. He's going to tear my throat out and eat me. And he, you see, he's really scared. He's like, he get yeah. He even is like, what? He's trying to he try to de escalate it. Yeah. And Tommy will not let and it I, go. I love how even the guys with him are like Tommy you got it all wrong. He's a grown man. He's a big boy. He can he can speak for himself. I'm like, what? The it's, hell? It's, it's it's a scene. I I had the thing is too. Joe Pesci has the whole place laughing. So hard. Telling stories. The, the, the story he tells is pretty funny. Like, Did you notice that later on in the movie, he's doing the same thing? But now you can you, you can tell that everybody's kind of like just laughing. Like, it, The first time was genuine laughter. Now it's to a point where Tommy's so crazy, everybody just appeases him. Wow. Nobody likes being around him. The first time everybody's like like laughing their ass off because it's a you know it's funny. And I is it just me or I hate those collars? Super it's, close. It's the fashion. And the ties underneath it. It's I, like a monster thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, goofy. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't look that good. I can't wear. It. I can pull that off, dude. I love the nicknames when he's getting made. When he thinks he's getting made, that suit he had almost badass. But I hate that collar. Yo, I hate the collar. So now we get to. Jimmy Conway, played by Robert De Niro. And we have a thing here at the Red Room Theater we do called the Greatness Test. It's been a while. We ask, is this actor or actress a great actor or actress? And our test is very simple. If you watch a show, if you listen or watch, you know that we consider an actor great if they have three films that we watched by our children's children's children. 
we are going to do De Niro's so big and so bad, we're going to do a double greatness. Yeah, we're going to give him a double stamp. We're going to double stamp a triple stamp. That's what we're going to do. So this is the time where Dennis Quaid has to turn off <laughs> his, his <laughs> subscription to Red Room. Let's <laughs> just see where, where De Niro is going to lap Dennis he's, Quaid. He's so good. We got a times two for this guy. I mean, we, we, so, so I'll start us off. I'm going to one of my favorite De Niro films of all time. A later, even though his early stuff is so great with Scorsese, his film Heat with Michael Mann. Mm. There's scenes with no music that are the bullets are beautiful. Dude, De Niro, he, the way he looks, his the gray in his hair, he looks amazing. He, he made Nate look when better. Him and Pacino are at the table together. Oh my gosh. You can cut the tension with a knife, dude. It's and crazy. They're both capable, competent, confident men. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm going to win this fight. Yep. Like, I'm not afraid of you. I, I know who you are. I know you have to get me. And I'm not, this, 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 this is what I do. This is who I am. Let's do this thing. That scene is one of the greatest scenes of all time. Those two sitting down together, just that level. Mm-hmm. The th- Staring each other down. Oh. That's a great movie. Val Kilmer was actually really good in that. Oh, one. he's great in that. Even Charlie Theron is great in that. Dude, Pacino, some of his lines, dude. He has some, he has some lines. Who's the guy that is having the affair? He's the guy from um, uh, Simpsons. Yeah, he's the guy from the Long K. Polly. <laughs> he's the guy. You keep on throwing out movies. <laughs> the Birdcage. Yes. <laughs> He's She's wearing so the suits. <laughs> <laughs> He's slipping on the floor, dude. He can't wear his suits. He was fantastic. In the he bird was cage. so great in the bird cage. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know that scene when Pacino says, Great ass! <laughs> dude, that wasn't scripted like that. That's why his reaction is legit. He's, he's like, Because so <laughs> that he just came out with that. <laughs> Listen. That's one of my favorite way he says that. It's so funny to me. I'm like, I wish I had cussed Matt. I would use that line all the time, dude. But um, so I say, Heat, what's your first <laughs> okay. great film by De Niro? Because of his acting and his co-star. Oh, do it. Awakenings. Um, that one kills me. When he wants to go for a walk. Oh, my gosh. Oh. He's fat. He's like a little kid. And when he starts losing, the, it's that. what a movie that is. When he catches the balls. That's cr- that movie's crazy. Based on a true story. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Okay. I'm going for a newer film. Because he's still making good movies. De Niro still got it. Yeah, he And does. listen, we're going to say something a little, a little um, controversial here. De Niro's not the greatest crier. He's had some downright... He's had... Bad cries, dude. Good in this fel- film, Goodfellas, when he hears Tommy's dead, is the worst crying. I could stub my toe and do a better scene <laughs> of crying. Like that was so bad. He's done a few movies where his crying's not good. Yes, and then in the Silver Linings Playbook, one of the most genius scenes I've and that, ever listen, seen. He plays the. Mentally off hinged father. You think Bradley Cooper's crazy? He means dad. You go, oh, I see it's where hereditary. he got it all. He, he inherited it all from his father. De Niro is it's, it's only supporting role, but he's fantastic. When his son comes home and he sits down with him and he's laying down, telling him he loves him, and he starts crying. He wants, to, he wants him to watch the game with him. It's the Ugh. it's the most it's the best crying. De Niro's ever. And that uh, movie it was unreal. That scene. 
the movie for the, the acting that amazing. for the and even the dance competition is great. the whole movie the package it won Academy Awards. They put the dance on the parlay, dude. That was genius, <laughs> dude. It was and they get like a seven. <laughs> They're like, sorry guys. <laughs> oh, dude, Dory for lunch. She's bad at the bone in that. She's dude. amazing. Um, so I'm putting that as a film. My kids are gonna watch someday. That's three. What do you got? Oh man. Man, he's got so many. I know he does. Because I'm such a fan of fighting, I think Raging Bull is up there. He's so good, Because man. he, there's scenes where he knows he messed up so bad and he's trying to get back in his brother's good graces, but he blew it. He's trying to hug him and kiss he's him. He's trying to kiss him. Niro, Saddest thing You know ever. how much weight he gained for that film? He gained. Yeah. He really gained weight. It wasn't prosthetic. He gained yeah. weight and lost weight for a single movie. Dude, Raging Bull. I'm, next, I'm going Untouchables. Oh, His Capone is so the good. The baseball bat scene is still the nastiest. Dude. Touchables is a great gangster flick. Very different than this one. It's more like um, polished, cleaner, but it still has that dread to it. Oh, um, I mean, you can do this one. Taxi driver. Oh, ta- dude. Be well. Once again, that's a young Harvey Keitel. A young Jodie Foster. Dude, she's like 11 he's, years old. He's like, when he's getting his body in shape. and he's like ripped out of his mind. It's crazy. It's crazy. Act like he is working the overnight shift and you're watching him unravel. And he becomes a hero on accident. De Niro's early films was showing what, basically showing how a broken world breaks normal people. Those are a lot of his movies: Mean Streets, um, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. This shows how this awful world creates these broken people, and those are great films. Great films. Um, we just did six. We didn't mention Goodfellas, which is on the list. This kid, like, even though this movie is rowdy beyond rowdy, some days my kids are eighteen years old. I say, yeah, see a movie that messed your father up, and we'll watch this movie. <laughs> De Niro. Two times around, easy. We just did six? We did six, just like that. Holy crap. De Niro, we give you a double greatness. Double stamp. Boom, boom. There you go. All right. Now, opening scene of this movie sets the tone for the movie. They're driving in the car. Yep. And you hear the thump, thump, thump. And they're they're looking back like, no. You don't even know what's going on. They're dropping you in that scene. It sets the tone for the whole movie Mm because you're like, this is not something that should happen to any people in the world. And to them, they're like, no. They're like laughing about it. You guys got to pull over and check. And they open the trunk. And I, I love the way it's lit, the red light. They open that trunk and Pesci are stabbing this guy. And it, it freeze frames in that opening line. Ever since I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And then you have that music. Dude, and it's... And you're and like you're in. You're you can't like from that moment, you got a good hour where you can't turn it off. It just it just it moves you like there's in the act two. This I forgot about a Bronx Tale too, man. I know got, there's, there's, got got for dozens, days, dozens. for days, okay. for days. A boy's life. Oh, oh, <laughs> with Leo. Yes, dude. 
for days, De Niro has. Oh. Opening scene. Then it goes from that scene to Henry Hill's a kid. Mm-hmm. And Henry Hill's a kid is really enjoyable. I love that. And you see him from a young age look across the street and he sees the gangsters because his father works, th- like, works third shift, right? Yep. His dad grinds it out. He's got well, how many kids? Six. So six, six kids in that little apartment yeah, in New York. Tiny. And his brother's in a wheelchair. Who the older older version of the brother is an awesome actor, right? Steakin, you see, he he's always mad about something. He just life's hard, and looks across the street and he sees these guys in their suits. So now the dad's Irish, the mom's Sicilian. Yes, yep. He sees their suits. He sees their money. Mm -hmm. He sees their Cadillacs. He sees their big life, and he wants it. From young age, that's his dream. That's him watching YouTube saying, I want to make video games, right? He sees that world, like, that's the world I want to be a part of. Working for the taxi, and he's just getting pulled into the hustles, the running numbers, selling cigarettes. He just, he just gets blowing up cars. That's crazy. That's nuts. He's just breaking windows. Well, he's a minor, so they, they, they have him doing all this crazy stuff, and if he gets busted, it's just a slap on the wrist because he's a minor. Straight up. And you see Henry Hill just getting pulled in and taught how to... How to hustle. And not hustle like a side hustle, like a job, but a straight up hustle. How to make money illegally. Mm-hmm. That opening sequence, <laughs> there's, and there's one line that, 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 that sequence, that section, where his dad, he's like, How was school? He goes, Oh, it was good. Because he's skipping school like a mug, dude. Every yeah. day he's skipping school. He's been there in months. <laughs> in months! And just beating him. And it freeze frames. Yep. And he, in Lyota's voiceover, he just says, the way I see it, sometimes everybody's got to take a beating. And I'm like, that's good to know. Like, in my mind, I'm like, you just got to choose what I'm, like, yeah. what I'm taking my beating for. And I used to think that was true. And it doesn't have to be. But I thought, I know. Like, I mean, you're going to get beat for something. Might as well do what you want. Might as well, like, <laughs> might as well fun. You'll earn it. <laughs> exactly. I used to get pulled over. I used to drive 100 miles an hour all the time coming from Chicago to Cianji. They'd get me sometimes like, oh, you got me. Like In my mind, I'm like, I mean, everything's takes a beating sometimes. And I was thinking to myself, the points are just stacking up on my license. I know. Like, yeah, you almost got it taken away. They sent me a letter. I'm like, they're like, I was like, hey, mom, what does this mean? She's like, Psh. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, everybody's got to take it <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! But he get the belt out. He's beating oh, him. Oh yeah, and Mama's hanging on his arm. She tried to stop him, dude. Oh man, that is a classic. Yeah, like inner school, city yeah. poverty. Just mm-hmm. dad beating the kid. Mom try, crying, trying to stop him. Remember when he comes home with the suit on? Mom, look at the shoes. <laughs> You're like, oh, looks like a little gangster. But the opening sequence, I like. It's so watchable. Then it just fades, and he's an adult. Yep. It's him, De Niro's their mentor, and him and Tommy are running, doing stuff. And uh, what are some sequences that you love in this movie? Um, I love the scene where he de- he decides that he's going to like try to date Karen now because she blew him up. And when he takes her out. I love when it starts because it's Joe Pesci up this Jewish broad he wants to he's like I just I just want to meet her. and he goes no he goes no what I didn't say nothing I didn't ask nothing and he's like no he's like she just if uh, she had you know her, her friend could come he's like I said no he goes man I do stuff for you all the time dude Pesci is like so so pushy yeah you ever been you ever been a wingman you ever gone on a date as a wingman yes it's the worst dude it's the worst because you know you got the ugly one <laughs> 
<laughs> dude, I was the wingman for one, dude. And we show up. And I kid you not. I've told you the story, dude. We show up for, for this college. You look at her and you go, I used to F guys like you in prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're terrible. Oh, my gosh. We show up and we're pulling up to the, the, the girl's dorm. Did you say keep going? <laughs> Get the gas. Go, go. How come there's three out here? <laughs> Dude, so we pull up, we park, we're walking, and there's two people chilling, and I see in the distance, like, for the, like for the, you know, silhouette, and it's two people, and there's, there's two people, and I see this person, they take a piece of pizza, they double it, and go up over the head, start shouting it down, and I'm looking, I'm like, it can't be. And that was my date. She she had doubled the pizza over like a sandwich. And she was like, dar, dar, dar. Dude, I looked at my boy. My boy, William, dude. My boy, JR. I was looking at him. He goes, I'll take care of it later. Like, he's like, I'll get you back. Like, I'll get you back later, dude. Like, thank you for coming. Dude, that was my, it was a heck of a, wow. it was a heck of a date, dude. I was the stinking, I was the wingman for that one, dude. And she's like, where are we eat? Where are we eat? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there's been a steak. Did you say steak? Did you say steak? That was, dude, that's why Henry was like, I'm not going to be your wingman. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do this. I love how Pesci's like, yeah, I don't understand. You know, he said he all kept talking about it. He <laughs> said he likes it. go out, and he's the worst. He's a jerk of Trying a Trying to get the chat. If you're going to be the wingman, you got to be present. You got to show gotta up. Sh- be a good guy. Be nice and, to and the person. You know in your head this is the first and last time you're going to go out. Exactly. Just don't be me and you. <laughs> Dude, Henry Hill is just, <laughs> he looking at his watch, asking for the check. Yeah. He, the way he walks her to her door. Oh, man. Just he pushes her yeah. and just leaves. And then the next one, he, he heads her, her up. What's awesome is she decides, I'm not going to be pushed around. I'm not going to nope. treat it this way. You're taking me to where he's at. And she blows him up. all the boys, dude. And he loves it. And he is turned on. He, like, he loves it. She's yelling at him. So he's like, she, she looks so cute. <laughs> out there in front of that cab stand, just yelling. And all his boys are like, oh! <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> then he gets her, though. He starts. Yeah, he goes, I mean, and the yeah, way he you, turns you it on her. Fun? Yeah, and she starts smiling. Dude, he's like, I thought you didn't have any fun. I thought you didn't want to be there. You weren't talking. Dude, he makes it seem like he's the victim. Yeah. And he's Henry Hill is not a good person. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's good. You remember the end? <laughs> like, he's so good at. Turning yeah. on, oh, on yeah. her, he makes her the bad guy when she's not the bad guy. Oh, like when she t- when she flushed all them drugs when the cops are raiding the house. How about thanks, Karen? Karen, Karen, <laughs> what'd you do? Do you need to speak to the manager, dude? She when she she's like, I know you're che- I know you're cheating on me. He's like, you must have been the head. Like he's he has he's paying for an apartment for a he's girl got a, a girlfriend. He was like Saturday was for the wives. Friday was for the girlfriends. And they're out. He's taking the girlfriend out. And all the guys. Are, that's all, they all have mistresses. And he's got her He's got her a place. Got her a nice place. Comes and sees her. Says a night there sometimes. He's brutal. But he makes her feel like she's crazy for questioning him. And then wakes up one day. And she has a gun in his face. That seems crazy. And man, does he sweet talk her. He's got a gun in his face like, honey, I love you. 
I love you so You're the much. Only one. Only one. And when a gun, I'll tell you what though. How about some acting and that? Wow, grabbing her hair, dude. Put the gun in her face. He's like, I gotta be out there. I come home to this by you, dude. He's like, How do you like it? And when she walks I'm away, I'm sorry. I'm like, Well, how how did he get her to say she's sorry? Like, she, yeah, she's apologizing. This guy is cheating on her, treating her like garbage, and she's saying sorry to him. He, he is a terrible guy. And as we you get to know him, like. If you read the book he wrote, if you hear, he's been on Howard Stern. Out of witness protection, walking around. He's not a good person. And the way this story resolves, okay, hold on, any, let me see if there's any other sections I want to talk about. But yeah, you're right. The, him and her, that's... We'll get to some of that. You know, they bring, the, they bring a, a table, put them right in the front. That, People are buying them champagne. The scene. Sending champagne to the table. One of the classic scenes of all time is the steady chem shop. Coming through, through the, the Coca, basement, Coca, Coca, Coca Cabana, because yep. that's not that's a sink. That's a guy with a little rig on his chest, and he follows them from the car across the street to the line down. That's amazing. That shot because they have extras walking yep. kitchen and the table coming in from the like that scene. It's got to be a four minute, and she is like. What does this guy? And he's just like you every time with you two, like every time. Oh, he knows everybody. Everybody wants to say hi to him, and of course, sending him drinks. She is smitten. That I mean, she's my. I'm 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 out with a somebody, Mm. not a nobody, not some punk in a line. The guy I'm out with, we go to the front of the line. The guy I'm with is a somebody, and she, she should. There's red flags everywhere. What she say? I love that Henry Hill, it's his voiceovers, and then she gets some voiceovers in the middle mm-hmm. when she first meets him. You know, she's like, I know there's women out there like my best friends that say the minute somebody gives you a gun to hide, you call it off. Holy but I got to be honest. I was turned on. It's got guy's blood on his hand or her hand. <sighs> that scene right there. We'll get to that in the, in the, in the Raise That's Wrong. At the end of this story, so you see this guy, and he talks about the he like, climbs. the Copacabana scene is like the. I wish I was a somebody. Mm-hmm. I was gonna walk to a place and they'd make it because they bring the table. They, they put them in the front. They put a light lampstand. The guy singing, yes, acknowledges him from the stage. Dude. It's unreal. And they they bring like a little le- like the table. They have to create a table. They bring chairs out. Just the light thing. And you hear people are going, "What? What? Why does he get in?" And he's like, "Oh, just, just wait. Just wait. He just makes them all wait still." Part of you is like, I wish I was like a somebody. Mm. Not a schnook, but a somebody. And you see, the, at the end, though, Henry Hill goes to prison for that Florida job they pull. And he's selling, singing dr- drugs in prison to survive. When he comes out, he's like, man, drugs are a lot of money. Mm. Starts selling coke and using coke. He's strung out of his mind. That last 30 minutes of him driving around, it's so like... I don't like. I, I, I feel yeah. tense and antsy, and he, it's always showing you the clock because he's always. It's like a day you're behind. It's like a day if you're like behind schedule. You're like running like to every meeting. That's how he's all day long. He gets busted, and he realizes he he has no moves, and he sells out all his boys. I love Paulie, dude. He even tells him. I know, gives him every chance. I know, guys. That have been sent up for 20 years for shaking somebody's hand that's out there messing with drugs. He's telling them, do not be around me. And Henry Hill's just like, I mean, what are you talking about? He goes, 
don't treat me like I'm a jerk. He slaps him. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you did what you had to do in prison. It stops now. Yeah. He, he's like coming to him man to man like this. You're out now. Let's do this right. But that stinking. Even Karen's doing drugs. And dude, I love the cop. Don't give me the babe in the wo- the babe in the woods routine. She's like, I mean, I didn't know anything. He goes, we've heard the messages. Yep. You knew what was yep. going on. Don't give me this babe in the woods routine. I love that. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I guess it means like don't pretend you're innocent, you know? Because yeah. she's not. She she dude, she loved the life. Loved the money. Lo- she lo- I'm going shopping. How much is money? Who measures money like that? <laughs> That's not, crazy. Not, I need two or three grand. I need this much yeah. money. Hundies. Dude, like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <sighs> he rats him out. Oof. And he points at his friends. <sighs> He's got to be in there and point and like tell what they've done. And the movie takes this incredible moment where the voiceover... Becomes him. He looks at the camera on the, in stand, the stand. Yeah, yeah, talking, yeah. and you're like, it's it's a great moment. I'm like, what writing? What just? I, I mean, because like, like we've caught up to the story, and he just walks, and he, as he's walking, the lawyers are talking, he's walking through the courtroom, telling the story. Then it goes to him in the suburbs, and I've seen that. That's Waterford. It's Clarkson. It's a sub. It's like a, what do you call those things when they build like it's, a? It's my blue heaven, dude. It's my. What is it called when you build cookie cutter? A subdivision. It's a subdivision where they just do all the houses at the same time. They yeah, and they all look the same. Yep. And he's in one of them, and he's out there. He's like, I ordered um, spaghetti with marinara sauce. They gave me egg noodles and ketchup. He's like, I, like I'm just a schnook. And the movie ends. Well, yeah. the movie ends with Pesci shooting the gun at the screen, which is one of the first movies ever made in the history of, of a film. One of the first movies ever made is called the the armed train robbery, and there's a scene like it's like it's like a six minute movie, black and white. At this end, end there's a guy with a gun just shoots at the screen, and people freaked out when they saw it because like, they never seen yeah on a screen a guy point a gun at the camera and pull like holy cow. So he, he all he's do is he paint. Alec Baldwin seen that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Dude. And he said he didn't do it, but. Um, he thought it was the train robbery. Hey, <laughs> great train robbery. <laughs> That's that dude. One thing seen about this film also, I forgot. So Henry Hill rats everybody out. And he's been on Stern talking about what he's done. Tell the story about the spider, about Spider from Henry Hill. Okay. From Howard Stern. So he's on, and they get a phone call from a woman. And Howard puts her on. And it's Spider's sister. That's unbelievable. And she and she goes at him because they never found the body. And she wants to know where the body's at. And he is so upset. He's being he's being a smart ass. He's being, and Howard's like, look, dude, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta sympathize with her. And she's telling him, you made him look like he was dumb. They did. You made him look like he was just some punk. And then she's like, you know, in reality, you were the punk. And she's like, I, I want, I just want, to, we want to know where his body's at. And so he said, okay, listen, when we get off the air, I'm gonna tell you where the body's at. Like it, it was that this movie. 
obviously it was made and it was glorified for the big screen. There's a lot of real stuff Dude, from this movie. The Todd father went to school with these guys' kids, with Henry Hill's, uh, with um, Conway's kids. Really? Yes. Like he went to school in Chicago with these like, kids, of, the kids of the good of the Goodfellas. That's all Chicago stuff, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, I'll tell you what though. When Henry Hill comes on, sometimes, well, he was he's de- dead now, but he used to come on. He would get so drunk, and he would like just talk about how he just doesn't want to live because you know all the things that he's done, and it, he's got these voices in his head, and he's. That's why he he didn't care that he was not in witness protection. He's out, just walking around like he didn't care, and people would call and just go after him, and like you're wondering like, is this guy in the mom? Like, and they're saying we know where you're at. I hope you know we know where you're at. <clears throat> in this film, Scorsese, his use of music's great. All the old Frank Sinatra music, that old 40s, 50s stuff, works perfect in this film. But I think the best musical touch in this film, Scorsese might be number two. Oh, it's tough. Because Tarantino's the, the music guy. But close behind him is... Um, Wes Anderson? I think he's three for me. He's amazing. Who did Baby Driver? What's that guy's name? Oh. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hot Fuzz. He did Baby Driver? Yes. The music of that is Dude, insane. I'm saying, that music is, uh, the way it's part of the film yeah. is unreal. I'm saying it's crazy. It's in that fight, though, for best Bro, musical do cues. do you remember Life Aquatic in the submarine? Listen. The music is amazing. The whole movie is French David Bowie. It's incredible. Holy crap. I'm saying, personally, I might have West 3 and... Who did Dumb and Dumber? It's just, I don't know. Fairly Brothers? Yeah. Okay, maybe they're not, but that movie is the soundtrack's crazy. West, but I'm saying the West, like West, and then you have um, Scorsese. His use of music, Departed, the music that is credible. The way Rags to Riches. Oh my great god, song. great! But I think the Clapton, the the Layla, when everybody's uh, dying, the, the, the Layla epilogue, using that for the death scene, incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. That guitar has always been a great... Like, a lot of radios used to cut that off. Nowadays, they keep it on. But back in the day, because it was too long, they just cut the end off. I'm like, yeah, radio you ahead. can't cut the end of that no, song off. That, like, when it goes into that, it's just clapped don't, and don't, being is there, clapped. Is there anything worse than being excited and it just fades out? <laughs> or some some asshole starts talking over it? <laughs> yeah. like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Man, I don't care about... <laughs> Monster trucks, dude. Man, that Clapton though, that scene with just the bodies coming out, just the people they like Conway killed to keep all that money. Mm-hmm. They even killed the wig guy, dude. What's his Maury name? Maury was annoying. Maury, oh, he was annoying. But Maury was he didn't know how not to be Maury. Yeah, he did not belong with those animals. He was a minnow swimming with sharks. Yep, and he got eaten up. What was he thinking? You're not these guys. Don't break Jimmy Conway's balls about money. How did they kill? Oh, yeah, the ice pick. Okay. How can I you love, I love how on My Blue Heaven, how uh, Steve Martin explains why you use a 22. Oh, dude, My Blue Heaven truly is. It's, a, it's part two of Goodfellas. It, it really is. It's the sequel of Goodfellas. It's like, what do we do now? <laughs> We're all with detection program. And uh, so anyways. That's can- not all they give me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta never see my mom again. <laughs> Dude, Steve Genius. Martin. It's okay. genius. 
How can you support the show? You know, patreon.com slash Red Rum Thetray. You can give a dollar a month to get the podcast go. You guys have made us do two episodes a month. You're getting three in December because we were late a few days for, Dece- for November's last episode. <laughs> Lean on me came out a little late. But we're, I mean, we're putting out content for you guys. We're doing all the new movie every month. This month, December, we got sneaking Matrix, Revolu- Matrix Revolution. The one? It won, like, killed everybody. Really? It, crushed, it beat it, Welcome Home? Crushed everything. So we'll do Christmas Eve. We'll go see it. It's Christmas Eve night, dude. Hell yes. Boom! <laughs> I'm eating so much popcorn, dude. <laughs> that butter coming out my ears. <laughs> I'm going to get pizza into that joint, dude. <laughs> and have it upward. <laughs> be losing slices on the way. <laughs> um, I'm going to drain my pickle. <laughs> Pickle pouch, dude. Yeah, we'll do it all. <laughs> so if you want to give a dollar a month, make the podcast go, do it, man. Help us get to our next stretch goal. Or you can go to redrum.threadless.com to see our t-shirt store. You can buy get a, get a dang Gina coffee mug. Dude, there's you toffee mugs, towels, uh sneaking hats. You, you put the you put our logos wherever you want. You can get a towel? A strip towel, a beach towel. Dang, Jane. <laughs> Straight up, dude. <laughs> or you can go on our, our website and just give a one-time PayPal. Um a gift. So you do that too if you want. Um, now, raise us right. One thing that we taught me, and this is kind of on the edge of right and wrong. Yeah, it's. it's but I, I thought this was gospel. I thought this was like this. I thought this was gospel truth as a kid. This was like my Bible. When Henry Hill gets arrested for the cigarettes, and he's in trouble. He comes out and all, and and, and everyone's pumped for him. Conway puts a couple hundred dollars in his in his sinking mm-hmm. shirt. He's like, they'd be mad. He hey, goes, you busted your cherry. <laughs> yeah, they'd be mad. He goes, you know, the two most important rules. Never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. I, that simple lesson, I never went against that. I mean, if we're ever on the bus and they're like, somebody did something wrong, like, if, you, if we don't tell who did this, we're all staying on this bus. I'm like, okay, so I guess we're all staying on this bus. I like, guess I'll make myself comfortable. <laughs> like, in my mind, you never crack. Wow. Dude, one time at college, man. We were out, we um, snuck into this uh, construction site and climbed a construction crane, like 32 stories up in the air, which was unreal. You're crazy. Listen, when you're up there past the buildings and the wind's ripping through yeah. you, I was drenched in sweat, not from physical exertion, Nervous. from the fear and the- You uh, idiots. Listen, the next week a guy died working on that building. A guy fell off a crane and died. So they come into our floor because they said, we know some kids from Moody. Because we almost got caught uh, by some of the cleaning crew. So we know some kids from the school have broken in and done that. And so it's all of our floor. Six of us did it. And look at and the, the RA's looking, RS looking at all of us. Not the RA. RA is the floor guard. RS is over all the RAs. So this guy's like the Damn. man. He's in there looking. He goes, he's looking for any of us to, to stink and crack. You know what I'm saying? He's like, if any of you guys did this or know who did this, you got to tell me. And protect your brothers and keep them safe. I, I, we and everyone in there, stone face killers, dude. And no one cracked. It, I mean, what were they gonna do? Probably would got like suspended or something. I don't know. Got fined. Something. Jeez. Got in trouble. Probably. I, mean, I don't know what would happen to us. But the thought of ratting out a friend never occurred to me. It never. It never was on the table. Why? Because of this movie. Come like, you see, you can never run your friends. Keep your mouth shut. Or keep your mouth shut. You'd never give someone up to save your own butt. I just—it just was what I had learned. You ever been put in that situation before? You ever been put in a spot where you like been asked to like rat on somebody? I mean, none that I can think of. Like, I uh, 
got put in a situation real hard. When I filled out of college, uh, right before I left school, um, there's a guy in my dorm, right in my floor. I was a number third pranker in the college. He was number one. And we all sat down, him and I, one day, and he came up with this great plan to steal all the chairs out of the lunchroom. And these chairs were like heavy wooden chairs. So they probably all weighed, I mean, think of a heavy wooden chair. They probably weighed five pounds a piece. And there's probably, what, 700 of them? Yeah. And so we sit down and thought, out, how do we get them all out? And I was on probation at the time. So listen, I can't, I can't, I, I can't be on campus when this happens because they're going to kill me. They're, they're going to call me in and I'm a dead man. So I make sure I'm off, when I'm, off, when I'm walking off campus, there's 22 guys involved. They need 22 guys to get all those out. It took them three hours. Where'd they put them? We moved them across campus to the third floor of the chapel. It was, it was a, we had to have guys, because some of us had keys to the buildings, but if you use your keys that way, it's illegal. So we had to have guys like hide in bathrooms and hide in closets and open doors from the inside, because that, that way we didn't use our keys in illegal ways. But I, I could, I, I, I was a key master and. A gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> and I was already on probation. So I was leaving campus and I looked, I see some of the guys holding doors open and chairs are already moving. And I look over, I'm just like. My my boys are doing it. Yeah, you're like thinking son of a woman, dude. I I, I got off. The, I, I get out. Of, I get away. I got away. Next, I remember going downstairs the next day. It was oh, we did the, we did this on the first night of finals week. So everyone comes in on a finals week. Everyone goes to breakfast next because everyone's up early, studying, ready for their finals. Everyone comes to breakfast and there's no chairs. So guys are sitting down trying to eat cereal, like like it's yo come to one seat. Like, you like, guys, dude, we were, the guys are on their knees eating off the Assholes. table. <laughs> yes, we are. And Jeez. dude, professors are in there, and people are fearing. People are like they don't know where to take. They can't find the chairs, and there's no chapel in finals week, so no one knows where they are. Like where did all the chairs go? And so I'm there, and I'm I'm like just this is incredible. This is incredible. I was once with Angie, and we went to uh, this is years after I graduated. We went to a. Uh, uh, I was at a conference. It was a Moody alumni free lunch. So I went to it. For anyone that's been to Moody, went to school there, to go to a free lunch. I went to it. And they had to share a memory. Went around and two people shared their memory of the school was, man, one time I went to finals week and there was no chairs. It was, it was wild. And Angie just, just hold my hand. She squeezed it like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, shh, don't say a word, babe. So two of my pranks made it in that circle. It was awesome. Jeez. But I'm, I'm, I failed out of school that semester. So finals week happens. I'm walking out with my cart in shame, failing out of college. I hear my name, Mr. Alanis. I turn, it's the dean of students. I go into his office, and the dean, straight up, instead of a woman style, he's like, listen, do you know anything about 600 chairs that were taken from the lunchroom? And I was like, you mean 642 chairs taken out of the lunchroom? Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a stupid person. He's like, yeah, what do you know? And I'm like, I know everything. He's like, give me a name. I'm like, I'm not giving you nothing, man. And he just goes, I said you failed out of college this semester. I'm like, that's right. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, you might want to come back here someday. And if you ever want to come back to this school, you got to go through me. That application will come upon my desk. And if you don't play ball now, you're never coming back to this school. And I was like, say la vie, man. And I got up and walked out. Because in my mind, you were never coming back. Well, it, it, I, that was true. I, I might as well come back. Also, I'm like, you never rat yeah. on your friends. You never rat on your friends. 
And that one cost me because I wanted to go back and the dean did call my house, dude. <laughs> dude, it was brutal. It was brutal. I applied. I'm like, he did. He won't remember that. I thought he was talking smack. And one day I'm at mom's in the basement. The phone rings. I come up in my chonies like, ugh. I was like, Mr. Alanese? Is Mr. Alanese? Like, yeah, this is him. It's like, this is Dean Aaron's. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's Dean Martin. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered. <laughs> but that line has got me trouble, dude. Like, that's, that's not always the right answer either. Like, what if... Yeah, there's a lot of scenarios where we could... Right, that you could hurt your friends, hurt yourself. Yeah. I tell my kids, I tell my kids, listen, if someone ever like... This is our raised us right. It's the, I mean, dude, I'm saying it's, it's not great because that's not a great rule to live by. But I thought it was gospel. Yeah. But then you have the real thing that this movie gave us, and that is a glorification of violence. That violence is the answer to every problem. Mm-hmm. That's in you. Yeah. If someone goes if someone goes bad on you, just punch him in the nose. That's like in my mind, that's a good solution for any problem. In this, I was watching this and I was laughing when Henry Hill drops off Karen. And the guy across the street, that yuppie, mm-hmm. had tried to sneak and touch her. She said no. He got rough with her, and it threw her out of the car left on the side of the road. He takes her in, walks across the street. Those- His face when he's walking across the street. You're and like. The one guy comes out, the guy who had hurt her, comes out. He's got two of his boys there. They're looking look, look on their hot rod. The thing is, these guys. They don't know this life. That's the thing. They know the money life. They, they've never, ever been to the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's like to be beaten by their father. They don't know what it's like to take, to take a beating. They think this guy's a normal person. Yep. That's a monster coming across the street with a gun. And there's no trash talking. No. There's no chest bumping. This guy. That he's not flexing on you. He's no, coming to do. He, he knows what he's doing. Right. It's coming. It's premeditated. There's partner. no flex. You're right. It is just, I'm coming here to hurt you. Yep. Dude, and he... That's crazy. Puts the hurt... And, and what's awful, I'm watching this, and I'm laughing. That Me and Odell used to count. I think, it's a, I think he hits him in the nose 11 times with that gun. Like, that's crazy. I'm laughing because... They don't know what to do. Crap. Because they've never seen yeah. violence that, like, just unadulterated, true violence. They've never seen it. And they don't know how to react to it. And I'm laughing at their, like... They're innocent. No, please, don't shoot. <laughs> yeah, they're they're horrified. They're like, and I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing. They don't even attempt to go to their boys' aid. No, there's three and there's one, and it's like, not everyone has that in them. I not know. everyone has that, like in the fight or flight like thing. Some people have the flight, the run. Some people have the other thing, that an instant just. The clenching of the Some fist. Some people go, go towards it. Some people. This movie, I thought a lot of that was funny. I thought it was cool. I thought it was like, that's what you do. In my mind, that's what you do. Like, if someone hurts, hurts a girl you care about, you bust their head in. That's what you do. And that's what you do in a civilized world. You go to prison. You get arrested. It's the whole Great Gatsby thing. Yeah, he might be rich, but he didn't come from that. Right. He's a different person. He's a different person. And they saw it. And he's like, shit. And you hated that scene, dude, because they wouldn't accept him. No, I love that scene because I knew exactly what happened, and you didn't know what happened. I didn't. It was incredible <laughs> you saw through all that. I'm like, what? what? This movie, like, even now as a father, 
as a pastor, there's all these like lists of what a pastor must be, and one of them is not a not a fighter, not a brawler. That's the hardest one for me. Um, because they're like, if someone grabs me, my first instinct is to go for their throat. And this movie helped put that stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that violence is the in, initial answer. But you see what violence gets all these guys. Pesci, crazy man. He gets shot in the back of the head so that his mom couldn't have an open casket. That's where violence brought him. Yeah. And the thing people forget about this movie is the first hour seems so awesome. None of these guys come out okay. Most of them are dead. Conway... And Paul, Paulie dies in prison. Like the, the, he said, I don't want to be an old man who dies in prison. He says that, that, that that's his fate, dies in prison. Henry Hill, the ghost of those he killed haunted him his whole life. Mm-hmm. And still people watch this movie and go, that's awesome, I want to be that. It's like, you only watch the first half of the movie. Don't you watch the second half? And s- well, same thing with Scarface. Same thing I want to be Tony Montana. What? You want to kill your sister and your best friend? Yeah. You want to break your sister, kill your best friend, and Start die alone. Your life away. Oof. People bought that globe. People bought his gun. I got a buddy who just got that tattooed. What tattooed? The globe. Come what's, on. What does it say? The world is yours? Something, yeah. It's his whole forearm. Well, for Wall Street, did you watch how that movie ends? His, dude, the scene when Henry Hill and Karen are fighting and his little daughter's watching that. That. Watch Blow. He's, he spends his life in prison waiting for his daughter to come see him. Who never comes. That Glorifying this stuff, people take, people see what they want to see. That's the thing. Scorsese's telling a balanced story. Yeah. But when I was young, all I saw was the, wow, wouldn't it be awesome to be these rich guys? Mm-hmm. To have money, tipping everyone 20 bucks. Money's, he's like, if I need money, just rob something else. I just rob, I'd, I'd rob more stuff. And I'm like, wow, that must be awesome. I mean, dude, you, you're a fighter like nobody's business. You've had fights in bars that are legendary, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> legendary. I know. Like that one road rage fight you had. What? The, what even? What even started that? Just road rage. We just passed them and beeped at them, and that made them decide to fight you guys. Then, then they followed us home. Those poor guys. Yeah. There, you know, those, those guys are literally the buddies in the driveway, and they didn't know they're rolling up. It was you and Odell, right? No, it was me and Jason McDonald. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Those, like, literally, I was like, do we know them? I got to mess with this. And he goes, no. And I'm like, you go driver's side? I go passenger side? He goes, yep. <laughs> Dude, they had no idea. It was bad. They had chosen. And even the guys at Shark Club. They were right around Waterford, Clarkston. No, it was uh, Mr. B's. Oh, Mr. B's, that's right. They thought they were walking around because of trouble because like, we were under Invincible. And they chose they the, chose the one crew in town. A van with the Sanzig brothers in it. They chose the one crew in town that could... Sticking, what is it? Um, eat thunder and crap lightning. That's what they, they chose. That one crew. Yeah. They chose you. They chose the Henry Hills of Waterford to mess with you. Guys, like, okay. <laughs> what? Odell was driving the van that night. <laughs> was that my van? You're you jerks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the van? Sure, dude. 
And we're on the way, breaking 40s outside the window. <laughs> well, I stopped, we were crazy. I stopped that van once, and a 40 rolled out, and the kid's like, what's this, Pastor Nesto? I'm like, it's Tony's. <laughs> I'm like, it's a, it's a root beer bottle. Get it here. <laughs> was, it, was it Logan Curry? That might have been Logan Curry that found it, dude. You stupid <laughs> dude, man. But... I have to thank that thank this movie for that. For all them fights. Dude. We not, when I came home after um mom went through all that stuff with the courts. I came home and was with her when that stuff all happened. I went back to college and I, and I got mugged that one time. Those guys tried to mug me. And I remember when they came out of the, the shadows to mug me, I was like so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm so emotionally unstable. And you want to take something from me. And I was like, this is so great. And that's not a sane thought to have. It's like, oh, this is a gift from the Lord. And that's not a gift from the Lord. Yeah, that, was, that was an opportunity that you failed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to beat these guys. Man. And I won't get arrested because they're the bad guys. Yep. <laughs> like, I can unleash my anger upon you. And I'm still the good guy. This is great. <laughs> And that's not good. Yeah, and then you got in trouble. Oh, I did. And they, 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 I'm glad they, they saw through. They, I'm like, well, I was, they tried to rob me. They're like, yeah, you enjoyed it a little too much. Yeah, they're like, you, you, something wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah, there's something wrong with me. I'm a beast. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, dude. It's um, a great movie. But, dude, even watching it gets me in a certain, I get in a mood after watching it. Like, I'm just kind of walking around, looking around at people a different way. It's the. Like, it's just that well made. It's so well done. It's so good. He's a good fella. But the thing is, this movie is the anti-Godfather. Godfather's all like loyalty and honor and rules. Mm-hmm. There's none of that here. No, it's all, it's every man for himself. It's just, there's no one likable. Like no one in this world is like a sweet person. I mean, he's a spider, but even he's portrayed as an idiot. Henry Hill's not a hero. Tommy ain't no hero. Jimmy Conway, did you think he was going to kill his wife? Karen, yeah. I think so, too. Oh, for sure. He knew something was coming down. Something was going down because he was, he was questioning Leota about what he said to the cops, questioning Karen about Is, how's know. he doing. Yep. And when he, they meet and he says, go hit, do this hit for me, Henry Hill goes, and I knew I'd never come back to Florida alive. Just, yeah, he never asked somebody to kill for him or kill him. He's never asked him to kill anybody before. I've heard that Henry Hill always makes himself out to be like, you know, Tommy's a killer, Conway's the stinking thief, and he's just kind of along for the ride, but I've heard he actually killed people too. Like mm-hmm. He just, in his stories, he always makes sure... Like, I think he killed three. Because, I mean, he talks about that. Does he? Yeah, and like he's just haunted when he starts getting drunk. Oh my gosh, dude. It's bad. I sent Jesus uh, that interview, and he was just like, that is insane. Because he's seen a lot of stuff. People were calling up, up like, oof. Well, listen. You can, you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. you like the show, you can leave a review. Do we have any way of tracking how many people listen to it? Yeah. Show me that stuff. Okay. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. Talk about the movies we're loving currently. I'm doing currently my Christmas movie marathon on there. Tony, add some of the movies you're watching. Um... Yeah. Any- oh, you know what I just watched? What? Eight Bit Christmas. Was it good? It was awesome. I gotta watch it. It was awesome. I gotta watch it. 
Dude, your no. boy Steve Zahn's in it, dude. So we that's what we have coming up for you guys this month in December. We have Matrix Matrix, Matrix Resurrections podcast. We have our end of the year podcast. And we have, we have another movie podcast for you. We got so much coming out. What's the next movie? Oh, what do we, we good good fellows is December. It's good good fellows resurrections and oh, this is the this December this, this, this yes. is three movies in one month. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, yeah, you can't ask for anything more. Anything else? For this a lot movie? of work. That's a lot of work. Anything else you want to add to this movie before we sign <sighs> off? So much in this movie, yeah. dude. Pesci's mom is Chrissy's real mother. Aww. How sweet is that? Yeah, one dog's looking one, one the other dog's looking the other. <laughs> Dude, and he's just like, oh, what do you want from me? <laughs> Greatest art critic of all time. It's amazing. He's like, this is someone we know. Looks, looks familiar. <laughs> What? <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, take it with the beard. They're laughing. Dude, they're, they kill the guy. They're the, laughing. knife for the hoof. <laughs> for his paw. What do you call that thing? Oh, it's hoof. It's a paw. It's a hoof. <laughs> dude, they're, they're, they're animals, dude. They're animals. Tommy's an animal. His mom's such a sweetheart. She's such a sweetheart. Why can't you settle down? Settle down every night, every night, every night mom. Wake up and I'm free. <laughs> dude, he's You're like, the only woman for me. <laughs> dude, <laughs> stupid crap, dude. He's funny. That is funny. Oh man. But oh, okay. We, me, and you had this conversation about how Tommy is just a big kid. He he's a child. When they kill Billy Bats, he's literally upset that he got blood on Ray Little. And floor. the way he's like a little kid after a tantrum. Who's like feels bad? Yeah, I'm sorry, I got blood I on your floor. I didn't mean to get blood on your floor. He's like, literally a, what? And if you know violent people, there are infants. Yes, they've never learned because they throw a tantrum like a kid, and afterwards they're emotionally completely off kilter. Yep. Like I've seen my son have that where he goes from like angry to crying. I've seen it. I've seen it. And you see it, kids of kids where a kid goes ang- crying to angry in the like because they don't know how to manage. Right, it's just emotions everywhere. And, and he's, he's never learned to manage. He's ne- he's still a child, and that's the thing. I don't want to be a child forever. You got oh, you've done it breaking your hand on something that's yeah boxer break. We we've all done that. And but how stupid are we punching walls? Just have no idea how to deal big with our ass ang- kids. <laughs> just stick at big old kids, man, trying to grow up someday. Like Tommy is a big, you're right. He's a big kid, dude. That scene, you see it. Like he's just, yeah. He's like almost crying. It, and Leota's like confused. He doesn't know what to say. Like, like, what? What are you talking about? You just, you just, dude. And they're killing Billy Bats. De Niro's stomps are the nastiest. Like, it's crazy. It's why if you fall down, you gotta curl up because if someone's gonna stomp you. You don't want it to be your face, dude. I mean, you're going to get cr- beat up bad, but you want to keep that face at least looking decent. Plus them shoes, if they kick you straight. Oh, my. That point? Ooh, alligators in the teeth. Mm, stingray boots. <laughs> you pay $2,000 for fish boots. <laughs> it's another no price. It's another it's a no price for you. $2,000 for the fish boots. That's a good one, dude. Oh, that's a great one, dude. So two no prizes. Okay. So everybody, as always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you in two weeks at the Red Rum Theater.